Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Dave Adams. Hello. Hello. <laughs> do, I, do I introduce myself? If you want. Yeah, do that. Hello, Anna Barros. I am Dave Adams. Mm-hmm. And I want to say thank you very much for having me. Mm-hmm. This is lovely. You have a nice apartment. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to lose it, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all things must pass. All things... I've had a good two and a half years here, and uh, and I do not want to get into talking about, um, you know, share house dynamics, but I'm about to set on uh, set myself onto a new path, mm. and, uh, and I'm excited about it. Do you know what? Because we spoke a little bit about, like, you know, house politics before, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of living in Australia. Yeah. Do you know? Like, it was... It was so nice to hear an Aussie person talking about roommates and stuff. I'm like, it's been such a long time. <laughs> and that used to be such a common thing for yeah. me. Do you know, like people would be having just different things and, you know. Yeah. I feel like like for the last few years, I've only lived with one other person usually. Like I usually only do a two-person share house. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But this one was cool. It was like, no, a community of women, you know, um, we're part of a a collective for um, like regional food. It sounds awful. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it is riddled with uh, political (laughs) dynamics and, you know, but I, I, I liked the sentiment, you know, and the the kind of motivation behind it and we're all living we were all living together with um this very clear uh desire to to work in a community like to figure out how to live as a community and support each other and um it's no longer working but Damn. we tried yeah you gave it a red hot go i did i really did i really did and i think now it's time for me i'd be happy to live with one other person again otherwise i'm going to be looking for my own place you should live with a, a man i love living with men yeah for a long time i said i would only live with men because with a man and it's this it's this classic kind of stereotype but it's like hey man uh clean that shit up and yeah. they'll be like oh yeah 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 and then and then same goes the other way it's like uh, anna like you know clean up your tampons and i'll be like yeah, okay yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's true man <laughs> it's so much easier there's no and there is and i was thinking about this when i said it um last night uh in a conversation regarding my share house um i was like you know i have lived with dudes in the past and i find it easier because when you bring up a problem with a woman you're you have to be so much more considerate of all of uh like what you could trigger in them because i think and i think it actually comes down to women being more damaged just mm-hmm. generally, like, I, it's not like we're victims, but I think women carry around all of this baggage yep. and they expect other women to see that and to be sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, too much time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. That's an interesting theory. I think, I think women probably are more damaged. I think because yeah. it's definitely a harder road right i mean having said that there's a lot of very damaged men there are but but a lot of a lot of times that's like self-inflicted maybe (laughs) maybe well society fucks everyone up right but i guess yeah but i guess men already have um a clearer path in feeling like they can take up space or they can you know um they can be uh, assertive or or very yeah just direct in their communication whereas when a woman does that And I have recently been labeled accordingly uh, scary and bossy because of my direct (laughs) communication skills. You're not scary. I'm I'm too nice. Like, I listen. No, (laughs) (laughs) well, I. Look, 
I I have been called scary before, for sure. But it's like when I when I challenged this comment, I was like, is there something that I said or did? The answer, the response was, oh, no, it's nothing that you've said or you've done. It's just how you carry yourself, the yeah. way you hold the space. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible... I hate when people use an argument like that. Because like, what they're saying is, saying is, oh, I can't think of a specific example mm. or I can't uh, back up this I argument just, in any way, shape or point. I'm going to say something so vague that you can't respond to. Exactly. It's just a general feeling. You're it's like, just a general feeling that they don't like me. They yeah, don't exactly. like me. Yeah, that's when it's unrepairable. Like, yeah. All right, so it's a general thing. So it's not anything specific I'm doing. If yeah. it was, we can talk about what yeah. I'm doing. That's behavior. We mm-hmm. can talk about and fix behavior and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come to compromises but mm-hmm. when they say like it's just i just generally don't like you yeah. it's like it's over you it's know so over. yeah it's it's rotting it I, needs to go yeah oh uh, so yeah. I, had, I had an argument with like a a like a friend recently it's the mm-hmm. first time i've really argued with a friend in a really long time mm, well lockdown hey exactly mm. exactly and also um a fellow comedian too so it's like um uh, you know, we're in the same boat of like mm-hmm. miserableness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Frustrated. We, yeah. Frustrated. But we, we, it was in a group message as well. You know, so <gasps> there's a bunch of other people, and like, so it was like uh, probably the first time we've performed in a very long time. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but then he said something too mean, and then it was and too mean about just me as a person. You know, oh, and it was and just mm-hmm. like you, it's like. It's not like I did something specifically. It's just, it's just like no, I just don't like you as a person, and I'm like, mm. oh. Well, I can't help you with that. Yeah, no. You know? And that's, uh, we've crossed a line now. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, but I think that's a good thing because I I like, I think new friends are the best friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I live my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but and then then your your old friends, like your true old friends that, mm. that stand the test of time. Yeah. Like, they are ultimately the best friends. Yes. But friends that you've had for like two or three or four years, not all of them are going to make it. No, they're not. And that's okay. It is okay. And yeah. in fact, seeing, having these um, these uh, rifts or, you know, these, these moments of, of conflict come up, it really shows you the true nature of the relationship and how they value it or how you value it. And, uh, and then you can make the decision. And I think as much as it hurts, <laughs> it's like, well, good riddance, you know, like, yeah. good that I see that now because yeah. had we, you know, continued along, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, of course, let's get it over and done with. I'm going to cut this. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. move on. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I like the handshake goodbye, <laughs> you know, yeah. with like with friends like, hey, this isn't going to work. Just like a, a nice breakup. You know, if you yeah. can ever do a breakup nicely. Yeah. Uh, which is really hard to do. It's really hard. Uh, and uh, often like living, living, sharing a living space is really hard as well. Like at least in a work environment, yeah. it's like there's a contract that protects everybody. And that's for, you know, there's a good reason why we have work contracts and exit, you know, yeah. exit um, conditions and things like that. But in a, in a share house, it can go really sour. And uh, I had that happen uh, only I've only had that happen really twice in my life, once in Berlin and once in Melbourne, where stuff really got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. And they can go really out of hand. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I've learned from the past there, but it's like also there's some people just start behaving very badly. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I feel like all of these signs that I'm experiencing now, it's like it's that whole thing. I'm seeing it now. So, you know, cut this out and, and you know, Remove, like, let go of anything that's not serving you and, and anything that's draining your energy. So, yeah. 
<sighs> because we, uh, you lived in Melbourne, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, the share house life is like people are always coming and going so frequently. Mm-hmm. So there's never really like a huge audition process to see, oh, do we get That's, along that well yeah. or not? Like you, people are just thrown into houses together yeah. and just live with each other randomly. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like happens all the time. You know? And it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy, you know, in one of my first share houses, like when I was like 19 or something, mm-hmm. literally the fir- my first share house. And it's, um, you know, not in Melbourne, in Geelong. You know, mm-hmm. a, a, um, you know, so more of a coastal town, mm-hmm. and um, three high school friends, let's say, mm-hmm. and um, and we found this house. Like we couldn't believe it was on. T- it was two acres. It was like oh this God. huge, like four bedroom house, and we all paid like three hundred dollars a month or something like that between the three of us. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. It was so Back cheap, in- but oh, we just had amazing. all this space because it was just kind of in a sh- shitty area, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And I had this one, um, you know, high school friend that, um, anyway, uh, um. It got to a point where I had a bit of money at the time and he was broke. Mm -hmm. And so I lent him like a lot of money or just like sort of buy him things. And Mm -hmm. I sort of like, it kind of got up to a grand-ish, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Which is always uncomfortable when Mm -hmm. a friend owes you more than a couple of hundred bucks. You know, once it's a thousand, it's like, all right, it's going to be very hard to be friends. Yes. Unless you like... deal with this you know so then he got a job you know and he was like working i'm like okay cool still waiting for the money nothing Mm -hmm. and then he came home with like and this is like you know over 10 years ago he came home with the new iphone oh la la and i was like you've ruined our friendship forever (laughs) you have do you know what i mean like i can't i can't figure out how you think you can buy yourself the new iPhone. I had a the tiny little flip phone that only worked if you plugged it into the wall. I couldn't afford. <laughs> I couldn't afford the iPhone. Well, you couldn't with that thousand that thousand dollars yeah, sitting exactly. in your friends. Yeah, I know, man. So it's like you know, roommates need to be really. It's like a marriage, you know. It, it, no, it is, and that's why I wanted to. So I lived by myself for. Um, almost two years after my last uh like psychopathic share house experience in berlin i was then by myself for two years oh and then i chose my contract got cancelled by the um the main tenant just because she was moving to a different country and so i was like you know what i actually after living alone for two years in berlin during a really um emotional period i wanted to live with a community i wanted more space yep. i wanted to I wanted to live with people because I also didn't want my um, the way I lived to get too rigid, and I wanted to I wanted to yeah it's a, it's a very specific relationship living with someone, and I wanted to I wanted to share that yep. and um, and it has been great, but it is it's really it is like a marriage. It's it's you really have to communicate about these different things and. It's complex. Yeah, it is complex. It is complex. But it's nice, like, I, you know, being in a share house, like, coming home and not knowing what the what's happening you know what i mean like yeah. coming home and like someone's cooking a heap of passes you yeah. want some and you're like ah oh, this is lovely you exactly know? and yeah. that and that was happening for a long time and so you lived great. alone for two years i lived alone for two years yeah by In... schoenleinstrasse okay oh yeah. you're by yourself there yeah so i've place. i've never lived by myself wow really no i never you know because i'm a you know serial monogamist you know so yeah. i always i always live with my girlfriend you yeah, know? yeah 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 so i don't know i i i I guess it's really free and really nice, but it's lonely too, right? Well, I was, I was, um, I was also kind of serial monogamous uh, at that point. Still, like I, uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to have some singleness, but that was not really happening. So when I was living by myself, I had a boyfriend the whole time. Or even okay. when I was a bit single, I was seeing multiple people. Uh, brag, brag, brag. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I give you a hard time about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but it's the truth. Uh, so I wasn't really alone, but there were still moments where I felt like when those relationships were breaking down or when I was having, you know, just like self doubt crises, um, living by myself was really hard. Yep. And, uh, but it was also the, the kind of point in time I was at in my, um, in my, uh, living in Berlin story, you know, it was only, it was in my, uh, second year that I moved in by myself. And so it was only like year two and year three that I was there. And those are really, um, unstable times. I think when you move to a new city, your second, well, your first year is super unstable, but yeah. yeah. And, um, but now I think, I don't know, I would like to, like, I'm planning to be touring a lot and I'll be, you know, out a lot. And yeah. I think with the comedy community, now that I feel like there's this real community that I have here and I've really solidified some friendships, I feel like living by myself, mm, I, I it will be okay now. Yeah. You know, my, my relationships aren't... Um, like so monogamous if you like I don't just have one partner and then a few peripheral friends I really have like some good friends and then whatever partner comes up in, in the future yeah. <laughs> you, you accidentally knocked on wood yeah, I did accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening and I just waved her hand and actually banged to the table I think that was like really that was kind of beautiful man oh thank you that was so subconscious I um yeah but yeah whatever partner comes into my life I'm still gonna have a really solid support network in Berlin and um, so I think living by myself is, is possible. But I do like living with people. I like sharing spaces. People are nice, man. People are great. You know, like it's kind of the whole point of being a human is that you get to have other people, you know. No. You know, sharing, sharing experience is what makes it so rich. I know. Oh. But you can always just call the friend up. Exactly. And I, exactly. So let's see what happens. Now let's get on to some adults only. Like living, yes, sure. share housing is adults, is very adult. Yeah, it's, but you just want to talk about my dick. And I want to, uh, well, <laughs> Dave. I don't know. Everyone, every, I've, all my friends that have done this podcast are like, yeah, she, you know, about five minutes in, she's like, all right, so get Show it out. Show us your dick. Show us your dick. <laughs> Whip it out. Whip it out. Did you hear my alarm? It's time. It's dick time. <laughs> it's dick time. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> let's measure it. Let's weigh it i'll get the scales out you yeah. know it's because anyone because all your all your comedy like all your like podcasting your branding mm -hmm. is really like adults only sex based mm -hmm. yeah. stuff like that like it is like a you know a common theme in your it is it existence. is and it was something that i resisted at first like in my first uh year and a half of comedy um or year let's say year and a half of comedy before i really like felt like I was doing comedy. Yeah. Um, my, the boyfriend that I had then was like, Anna, you don't need to like do so many jokes about sex. Like already your presence is quite sexual. Like you don't need to say it. Um, that's the voice I give him. Yeah. Um, yeah that's uh, or all men voice or just uh, his. Better. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about sex, Anna. And then you're like, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Um, I'll do sex if I want. I'll talk about sex. No, that's not the voice I put for myself at all. Um, but yeah, uh, and and then within sort of six months of breaking up with him and getting quite serious about comedy, I had started Glory Hole Comedy. I'd done adults oh, yeah. only comedy specials. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was also doing just by accident a show called Sexy Voice Comedy, which is something that Dragos set up. Yeah. But then I ended up taking over because him doing Sexy Voice Comedy was just so cringy. Like, yeah. It was hard to get to the funny there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dragos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> 
and uh, and boom, I had this. I I really sort of started this brand of like, okay, and I'd really embrace the fact that a lot of my ideas and thinking go into this um go into this sort of crossing over of like. Uh, wholesome material and then merging that with stuff that's really um yeah adults only or, or x-rated yeah and yeah. me working at a kindergarten as well it's like there was a lot of that's right that, yeah yeah which I'm, I'm now a nanny so i'm still looking after kids um but you know there's a nice there's a nice Con- conflict contrast there juxtaposition juxtaposition for want of a better word exactly the um, juxta so because you talk about sex a lot like mm. someone someone might ask the question mm. like do you have a bit of a like sex addiction or uh, it's you a know good question because you know, i i have addiction too you know i, I wouldn't say it judgmentally do you no know? no and but, i don't feel judged but i would say because you talk about sex a lot right I let's do. say let's say if we knew someone who talked about Fire trucks, just as often, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, all this stuff. Fire trucks, Ooh, fire, fire, trucks. Tr- fire truck comedy, and you know, like <laughs> the fire truck podcast. Like, if if as often, you would you'd be like, that guy is obsessed with fire trucks. Yeah, I think um, I think obsession is uh, I think okay, so totally, I agree with you. One would naturally wonder if uh, there was an unhealthy, like a. Yeah, compulsive or an unhealthy, very disproportionate focus. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm not going to deny. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, um, I, I don't, I'm not a, I think in my younger years, I definitely mm, had sex a lot and I was driven by sex a lot. Like yeah. the act and, and, and getting that. And I think that was a... a also a part of why I was such a serial monogamist as yeah. well, because that way I would always have sex, right? Achie- achieving sex, you know what achieving. I mean? Like Because when you're young, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially as a young, like, teenage boy, mm-hmm. like, it was like, it was such a goal. It was so important. Yeah. To, and- like... And it wasn't so much a such an important goal for me. I did bro- bro- broke up. I did grow up with um with my an older brother, so he definitely informed a lot and of of my um outlook. My parents were also very like sexually liberal, and in that we, they would talk about stuff with me, and there was a lot of um. What do you mean? What would, they talk, what would they talk about? Like they would explain um sex. There was there was a show in Australia called Sex Life. And do you remember this? But yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. It was I don't on at think like I, nine p.m. I don't think I was allowed to watch it at all. My parents watched it with us. What? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on that show, they talked about sex toys, different sex positions, and my my parents had a. Um, I'm not so sure about my dad, but definitely my mum was very much like your sexual health is important, and your sex life being sexual is um, having a healthy sex life is important to your health in general. Yeah. And um, and she was very open about it, and. My my brother was very curious naturally in younger years, so I got a lot of information quite early. Uh, he's five years older than me. And then I wasn't so focused on getting sex, but I I think I what like I didn't I didn't I don't look back and think about you know what? When I was when I was uh, six years old, mm. I have a little diary. I have a diary in my bookshelf. Yep. And there is an entry about where I fantasized about having sex with a boy mm-hmm. in a toilet at a party. Okay. What six years old? At six. You should oh. see the handwriting. Like, Dude. It's uh That's really that's um well, I don't know. Is that early? It <laughs> seems, seems premature. I think it's pretty early. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a bathroom too. It's yeah. already like, it's not even like, you know, on a bed of roses or on your wedding night. A six-year-old mm-hmm. might have, might, 
imagine you know like getting married and honeymoon mm-hmm. but you're like no. no like bend me over in like, a cubicle like pushing him into the toilet yeah pushing him into the bathroom go on and <laughs> and i remember the way i wrote the word sex i wrote it in the sexy handwriting like i did like extra curls around the s yeah and extra curl on the end of the e and extra curls around yeah. the x and i was like and then we have sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite like my mind was there and I, I wouldn't say that I obsessed about it, but I feel like it was a healthy part of my awareness of the world. But then, you know, um, as a high school, you know, in high school, I was extremely promiscuous at parties. Like as soon as I had an al- like a drink, yeah. I was I like I remember one party I made out with five different people. Yep. Um, and like there was also like handsies going on in between like within those, you know, yep. it was I was a. I was a total, um, I was a, I was a big, big, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving watching you choose this word, <laughs> by the way, I was a big, I was such a big liberated young teenager. Yeah. I, I really, and I was okay with it, but it really, um, it caused a lot of, uh, discomfort in other people and um at one point um if anyone listens to the podcast they might already know and i've recently written a joke about it um there was a we were friends with this boys school and they had a website up for the parties that they threw and on that website with the parties and the photos that they'd share there was a whole page written about me being a slutty bitch oh no yes so i was cyber bullied back in 2002 Oh, before it was cool. Before it was cool. Before oh. there was social media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they made it. They like they learned JavaScript to bully me. That's terrible, man. It was horrible, and my friends kept it from me. They knew about it. Yeah. And um, it had sort of it had all escalated because I had this boyfriend when I was sixteen, um, and I broke up with him because I don't know whatever. And uh, and then I I think I tried to like get it on with his best friend. Uh-huh. Classic Anna move. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> back then, back yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the best friend was like, yeah, we'll kiss for a bit, but no, 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 this can't happen. And I was like, cool, Harry, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I remember his name. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we were organizing this party. Um, we were organizing this party in this uh, church community center. And it was going to be basically illegal. We were selling tickets. We were going to provide alcohol. We were mm-hmm. all 16 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and... I was a bit worried because the person who was renting the space was um, my friend's mum, and she was not wealthy like some of the other girls in this boys' school. She was not wealthy at all. Yeah. And I was a bit worried. I was like, what could be the consequences here and also for our futures in terms of like going to university and could we get in trouble? And so I made an anonymous call to the police yeah. to be like, what would happen if there was a party and if the and, and in a place like this, what would what would the fines be? And the police officer said um, that the person who hired the space um, would get fined ten thousand ten thousand dollars. Right. And this was back in two thousand and two. And I was like, hmm. And and I was like, and what about like anyone under the age of sixteen? And that was, he was like, well, that would be you know they would have a juvenile criminal record. Mm, yeah. And I was like, well, I want to study law, so this doesn't work for me. So I basically called off. I was like, guys, I can't support this. I want to I want to call it off. I want to refund the tickets. Okay. And then because I called off the party. Yeah, you suck. I suck. Yeah. And so then I'm a I'm a slutty bitch. And it was oh. this whole page of different people commenting about how much of a bitch Whoa. I was and how much of a slut I was. Commenting, like, what was this on? Like, like MySpace or something? Or no, what? it was like they made their own website. What? Yeah, that and is it was crazy. And it was so that they could publish photos um, on part from parties and like show when the next party was going to be and and so share it had these its own URL. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Yeah. That's in a way, flattering. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I look back now and I'm like, I would pay someone to make yeah, that you for had, me now. You had your own fan page in like 20 years ago, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they think they're like making fun of you, but really someone sat up all night making a website. All press is good press. Yeah, dude. Right? No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, yeah. That's, so Wow. So was I guess, was that hard at the time? Oh, I mean, man. Like, that was, crazy hard, right? That was crazy hard. Um, it came up like we were sitting in the circle on the like basketball courts and someone mentioned something about the comments about me and I was like what and this page had been up for like a month or something yeah and this friend slipped and I went into the computer lab and I found it and I was just bawling and my teacher came in and she's like what is this and I'm like (laughs) pointing at the screen and uh, she read it and she was so angry and she immediately called the principal of the boys school because this webpage um, talked about the boys school okay yeah they probably incriminated themselves yeah Yeah. and so she called the principal so I basically like ruined everything for everybody yeah 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 Yeah, you you, you cancelled the party (laughs) and then you knocked you went straight to the Straight to the teacher as soon as you found out. But I didn't. She came in and found me crying, and then she went off and did. But her how own loud action. were you crying? Could you have? Could you have done a better job? Oh, I could. <laughs> or were you like? <laughs> That's definitely how I cry. Yeah. yeah and yeah, um, yeah. and so yeah. So she spoke to the principal, and the principal made the boys take the page down. And if they didn't, then they would have gotten into more trouble. Yep. And I think they did resist, and I think then like the teachers took it that like somehow it got it got taken down. Right. Yeah, so um, so my promiscuities haven't always been my my drive for sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hasn't always been um, yeah, uh, appreciate like yeah, I guess. But I didn't see myself as like sex obsessed. You know, I was I was like as much as any of the boys. You know, I was just like going around yep. kissing people at parties, yeah. getting fingered. <laughs> 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 giving hand jobs you know yeah, just working yeah. on my skills when you were like when you were a young t- teenage girl did you did, was it was it ever funny i think it would be funny to see boys try and find the hole <laughs> Do you know because i was i was at the loft you know i was a teenager yeah. i was like oh when i found it i was like that's hidden that's it's 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 so obvious to me now obviously but yeah. it's like once you know you know but right? like until then i just thought it'd be a bit more like on the front, you know what I mean? Like a I didn't think it'd be so like in between the legs. Yeah, but like but behind the curtains. Yeah, you know? I was impressed. I remember thinking like that is a great spot to put it. Actually, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think girls that age also don't really know it. Yeah, you know, like I used I w- I was using tampons. I think by the age of. 17 or 18 like it like i did start using i got my period when i was 14 so i was using tampons but even then that was really like i was using the applicators and i really didn't know my holes that well yeah yeah, you know and it takes a lot of like i yeah and in terms of um my clitoris like i didn't know anything about that well yeah yeah so being a teenager in regards to the clitoris i remember that i only ever won uh, uh, a academic award in one subject <laughs> in my whole time in high school, right? And it was for health, right? And, and when they when they read my name at the at the assembly, like and the health academic award, David Adams, and everyone laughed, and I laughed <laughs> too. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't even think they were. I didn't even think that was an academic subject. <laughs> yeah, right. 
And like, and then I went up and took my award. And the health teacher, she like uh, gave me like a wink. And I'm, I'm trying like, what? Why have I won this? Like, I was trying to figure it out for ages. And it was literally years later. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, having a little flashback about, you know, being a little class clown idiot in high school. You know, you just remember certain things yep. from high school, you know. Yep. And I remember being in that health class and that teacher saying, so now, you know, a, a diagram of the female anatomy. And, and she pointed at the clitoris and she says, now, what is the clitoris for? And I didn't know, but mm-hmm. I put my hand up and I said, uh, for decoration? <laughs> as, as a joke, just like, just threw a line out there, right? Yeah. And she was like, well, yes, most men would say that, right? And <laughs> yeah. she thought I'd said something very clever. Do you oh, know what I mean? wow. She gave me credit for that, you That's know? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. she thought you were being sarcastic. Yeah, like, yeah. Like so, men so ignore she's this. like, he knows exactly what it's for. Oh my God, that's hilarious. You've yeah. given way too much credit. Yeah, I got a certificate for that joke. <laughs> It was an award-winning joke. God damn! I want a certificate. But yeah, girls. I don't know. How did you? How did you find it? I guess it's try. I guess you just. I guess. Wouldn't your parents have told you about it if they were so? Yeah, you'd think. Like maybe I. I didn't really like some kids. um... Or do they want you to find it on your own? Like figuring out Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think they weren't encouraging me to find pleasure in sex but they were like like as in they they were just like sex is this and there's this and this is natural but they weren't like here's your clit figure it out you know (laughs) go for gold son yeah exactly no and i think um i think i discovered um i really just like uh, attempted masturbation quite late compared to some kids Mm -hmm. like there was a kid at my kindergarten who would rub one out yep. rub a couple out yep. every nap time yeah yeah like really like she would have crazy orgasms i would watch this five-year-old like squirm and wreathe <laughs> and shake and she would sometimes make make eye contact and it'd be like this is not she didn't know that it not was okay. like so rude yeah well rude yeah like well, rude like old school rude like oh old, that's rude oh that's rude yeah she's touching her rude bits you know, yeah. <laughs> not rude like um you know impolite or whatever rude that's such a funny word <laughs> you don't know if people say rude like that no i haven't heard that for ages no, but yeah, i think yeah. i've just been here too long yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah but um yeah like private yeah well the teachers were surprisingly um my kindergarten was very much in the east berlin very old school disciplinary vibe but they they wouldn't these teachers weren't shaming kids who were masturbating in nap time. Right. Which was interesting, which I, I respected a lot. It was like, cool. But, you know, sometimes it would be like, hey, like, um, uh, what's a different name that's not her name? Um, <laughs> like, um, hey, Emma, like, uh, yep. like you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, everything okay? You know, as she's like um, got her butt up and her hand between her, like, no light, shit. lying sort of... Um, like face down yeah. on the on the mm-hmm. sleeping mat mm-hmm. with her crutch, you know, popping up and her hand between and rubbing herself. And so sometimes they would be like, hey, Emma. And she'd be like, oh, oh. but then like often she would just go through the whole thing and she was very efficient. Like she would orgasm real quick. Yep, yep, yep. It was impressive. That's a crazy man. And sometimes like, yeah, sometimes I think the most was like three times in one what? nap session. <laughs> she wasn't tired. She wasn't tired. Like she'd finish she and she'd be like... She needed a nap after nap ha. session. Yeah, she'd have a nap, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and I was actually like watching this child. I was quite jealous. It was like, God damn it. I wish I figured out my like fun spot that yeah. early when yeah. I was 
five years old. Five years old. Five years old. I can't remember how old I was, I, but or uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think you know, just like teenage, but I was just rubbing it and then it, it went off or something like that. Rubbing you know? it and went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I remember. Do you remember? Yeah. I well, I, what I do remember is being very young, and I, geez, I couldn't even tell you what age, but like you know, just being in the you know in the toilet or something. So I must mm-hmm. have been. Oh, it's got to be around the five or six years. It, re, crazy young, you know? Yeah, that's young. And I remember noticing... Because like, boys, it usually is a bit later, a little bit later because... Yeah, I think so. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I, I can't remember. I can't remember the age. It, look, mm. young, way young. Way young. And, and I remember thinking, um, uh, hey, my penis looks bigger. It just got big and kind of hard. Do you know what I mean? It was, uh-huh. like my, it was my... I remember my first erection, do you know? Oh, but I remember so it being cute. at such a young age that I was like... You know, I didn't know it was something, you know, like kind of private or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, I <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? Yes. <laughs> like, I must be really young here because I remember like going out to like my mother and going, "Mom, look, look at my penis! It just went all, it just went all hard and long." And Mom's like, "David," and then I figured it out. Then I'm like, "Oh, that's like a, that's a, that's a rude thing. That's a, pr- yeah, that's a rude thing. Yeah, rude. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny." Chick- Mom? Yeah, I was just, well, just like a child, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, my penis looks different, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was weird or something you'd tell your parents about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're, you know, if your elbow started swelling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. You'd, you'd it's like, this mom. is my body and yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. you guys take care of it, so check this out. Yeah, but um, but she shamed me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm but totally she, Yeah, totally but she was like, joking. I don't want to see that. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like I sort of learned as a tiny boy. I was just like, okay, so that's like my first sort of introduction to like, you know, you, you, you're Private parts are private. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I remember actually, um, there's two things there. Working at the kindergarten, I um, I discovered that even babies get erections. Mm. Is that true? That's true. Okay, so that 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 makes more sense. That yep. makes more sense to me. Or, what, what do you mean, babies? Like, I'm talking you, like one year olds. And um, and they're in nappies. And they got little erections. In little their erections. Yeah. You're blowing my mind today, man. I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> I did not know that at all. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. It's like you're changing a diaper and this penis is hard. This tiny little penis is hard, and you're like, wipey, 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 wipey. Don't, don't like you know, don't touch it. Just you know, change the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's th- and that's often when they'll pee on you. Oh, when it's hard. Yeah, like like otherwise it'll like go up a little bit, but if they like are, you know if they're lying down and they pee like right it's up more at directional. you, yeah, it's so more. Like they probably up. haven't developed that part yet because you know when you, well you don't know, but when you have an erection, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, know. It, it cuts off the the pee stream, you yeah, know, like yeah, a little yeah. fork or whatever. Yeah, but maybe babies don't have that developed as much or something. Or it's like when they're like semi. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't go like full boner, you know. But like, yeah, they have these little erections. Wait, so have you been pissed at at least? No, I haven't. Okay. I missed out on that. Okay, uh, that okay. maybe will come later in life. Yeah. I, I look forward to the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I haven't pissed on by a baby. Yeah, no. But I did see some interesting things at the Kita for sure. Uh, not like that, but also, um, yeah, other things. But I wanted to talk about um, my first uh, sort of, my moment of realizing that my vagina was a bit like um 
rude. It was a bit rude. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny yeah, term for yeah, yeah. it. A bit rude. Um, was when I learned about periods. I think I was quite. I was very young, and I think I'd cut myself somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Mum, mum, mum!" And I like got on the bed, lay back, and like spread and like showed her <laughs> inside my vulva, like Ooh. spreading and like here, here, and um, and there was like this little speck of blood. I was like, "Check this out! It's bleeding. Is this my period?" And she's oh. like, "No, you just." cut yourself on your labia and i was like ah oh, all right i'm still a girl then okay <laughs> oh god oh god but um but yeah i didn't really try to masturbate until i was uh i think like 14 mm-hmm. and uh and yeah and even that was like not that successful like i wasn't really properly masturbating yeah, it's, the memory isn't very solid. I've got to say, exactly. it is a it's a blurry time. Actually. It's a bl- like, very you know, blurry coming into puberty, like yeah. you know, the beginning of puberty, really. You know? Yeah, because like when I was then having um, sexual stuff with boys from the age of fourteen through to when I got my first like proper boyfriend when I was eighteen, I was not able to direct them to what they should be doing. Yeah, absolutely not. No. I was just like, go for it, woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm as ignorant as you are. And in fact, I'm trusting, like, I usually paired up with guys that were older than me, I think in the hope that they would be able to be, like, more successful than I was. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, because I think when I lost my virginity, it's, you know, 17 or something like that. Yeah, I was 17. Yes, about that, I'd say. Um, And I think she was 16. Mm -hmm. But at at that age, that seems like a really, like... It's a big huge difference. age gap. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So because she was sixteen, she I think she sort of thought like, oh, he's seventeen, he'll know what he's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> How ignorant we were. Yeah, right. It's like he's a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. He's almost eighteen. He'll yeah. be driving. In the, yeah. You know. In he's had year. like four more of me than I've had. Of yeah, him, I think she know? did think I was way more. So, so she must have been very disappointed. <laughs> I don't, but she wouldn't have known what she was missing out on. That's the other thing. When you're that young, you look back and you're like, "Oh man, like they had no idea." But it's like you didn't you didn't know yourself. Like you you know you weren't. I was never disappointed by my sexual experiences. It was just like I, I didn't feel necessarily that like I didn't feel some huge amount of you know shame or or like I I can't I can't, can't. like no one back then was interested in a woman orgasm like like there wasn't a conversation about it a woman's got to come yeah it wasn't nearly as fashionable as it is now <laughs> <laughs> oh equal rights <laughs> <laughs> that is true the female orgasm did was was much more mysterious back in the day yeah like i, I didn't know about i didn't know what i was supposed to be striving for at all yeah 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 yeah, yeah. at all and uh, and i don't think i really um, orgasmed until well, like I didn't enjoy sex. Like I've always en- like I always enjoyed sex. I enjoyed the, like there was sensations that I was enjoying, but actually climaxing. I think um, it wasn't like I'm, I'm. I don't know when my. F- I'd like to remember my first orgasm. Okay, but I don't. I don't really recall it. So you think like late teens though you're saying oh i actually think early 20s oh, interesting yeah because i've heard i've heard of that man yeah i have yeah i have heard of that yeah um i was dating a girl once who had never had an orgasm and she could couldn't yeah she just couldn't and she's like she tried absolutely everything and yeah. there is just a small percentage a small percentage yeah i find that so sad to be honest it's tough man like i would you know if that person was a friend of mine i'd be like 
can we just blindfold you and I go to town and see what I can do for you? Yeah, and they'll, you know, yeah, but they're like, yeah, go. Maybe go like for drug it. you up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm something joking. though. Yeah, but, but like, really, like, try it. Like bringing down those inhibitions because it's it's often you think cases mental, psychological. Yeah, you're probably right actually for sure. And um, yeah, and there's also this thing connected with orgasms. I remember speaking to a cousin when I was maybe 18 and she's, and I was like, have you ever orgasmed? And she was like, well, I felt like I needed to pee. Uh, and I think like that was me about to orgasm, but I haven't actually let myself into that feeling because I'm scared I'm going to pee the bed. And so for a long time, I thought that orgasm was feeling like you needed to pee. Right, 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 right. Or getting to that point. Yeah. Um, I really want to remember my first orgasm. I think someday you will. You know, you'll be yeah. you'll be having an, an orgasm, and you'll have this flashback. Like, oh, I remember. It was here, or maybe it was just like because you can have light orgasms and you can have like hardcore orgasms. Right? Okay, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. And I think I probably had some light ones sprinkled across my twenties that they were light, but they. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then started uh, the 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 deeper ones, you know. But I really feel like I'm I'm in my orgasm prime right now yeah you probably are like just the last couple of years like i'd say the last um yeah i'd say the actually berlin has been and my marriage was good too so i'd say like the last six years have been yeah because you're probably you know as far as sexual peaks go Mm. you're on the way to it aren't you because you're 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 young 30s mid 30s sort of thing yeah 34 okay yeah 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 so when is the peak? It's like for ladies, it's really late, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's quite um, late. It's like th- it's thirties, early thirties, I think. I, I think it's late thirties. Oh, you, yeah. you could be right. You, you might, might know. be right. Like I it's, don't know. You know, because you know, women in their forties are, are you know really sexually active, whereas mm-hmm. men are less sexually active than they are in like you know their twenties. Yeah, you know? right. So, you being thirty-four, me being thirty-two, you are like going on the way up of your sexual peak, mm-hmm. and I'm going. I'm on my way down. <laughs> I am. I feel it too. You feel it? Just a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, no, I'm still like, you know, sexually active and I love sex, but yeah. I definitely loved it more when I was 24. <laughs> I definitely loved sex more when I was 24. Yeah. Do you know, it was a much bigger focus in my life, you know? That's interesting. Because for me, like, I definitely enjoy sex way more now, but I think my life was like, I was running after sex a lot more in my, in my 20s and not really aware of what, it, what, was, what was all wrapped up in that for me. I think um, this obsession with sex in my 20s, for example, yeah. was more me um, confusing or conflating sex and intimacy and being desired and being valuable. Yeah. Whereas um, I think for, and, and yeah, I want actually going back to this point of like um, the sex obsession, I think, um, I think sex is this core, you know, this core thing in, um, in society and in history. Mm. And it's like, uh, and it, it's, it's kind of like the root of, um, <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I was going to say a female oppression, right? Oh shit. Yeah. Did not think you were going to go there. Uh, I, I, I thought you were laughing because you said the word root. <laughs> <laughs> For all the Australians, that means boning. Boning. Oh, is that Australian as well? Uh, boning. That's American. That's okay. totally yeah, American. Yeah, of course, right? of course it is. Yeah. Boning. So, say Bone that again. Her. Sorry, I wasn't ready to to hear go that. political. <laughs> no, no, no. I just thought you were. Um, Say that again. So- yeah. So I think um, sex is the is the kind of root source of um, and like differences in sex and sex is this like hugely politicized thing. Sure. Um, and you know religion and politics like so many um, laws and and so much discrimination is based on sex. So it's like uh, yeah how you identify gender wise. 
um, you know, the body parts that you have, then who you're attracted to, like all the, all of, all of this stuff is so, and it's hilarious because it's like we, we create like human society has created so many systems for discrimination Mm. based on who you want to fuck. (laughs) And so sex is this, um, sex is so funny, right? Like, like someone's penis entering uh, a hole. It's hilarious. It's so funny funny yeah yeah yeah. and and be as a also like coming into comedy um and this um you know naturally there are far fewer women in comedy because of the way society is being structured and mm-hmm. so there have been fewer women that have had the the wet like the means to be able to pursue a creative um industry right because of uh, maternity leave laws and because of um expectations of staying at home and, and having kids and all of these things and so um and the stigma around being a single female and all of that stuff. And so naturally there are fewer women, fewer women in comedy. And um, there's also there's so much stigma still around like a highly sexually active woman, like less and less. But it's still, you know, it's something that I've grown up with. So sex for me is this, it's so political. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's so interesting and it's so funny. And I'm, I'm very comfortable, you know, talking about, you know, I think the more we talk about, um, the more we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes the less shame there yeah. is for you it's it sounds like it's an expression of freedom almost yeah you know what I mean? like a good way to, for like to it, be liberated 